0: Hey everyone, it's Celine. The Dreamcatcher podcast recently celebrated its fifth anniversary. Since 2018, we have done over 130 interviews with prominent thought leaders in personal growth and spirituality. If you recently joined our community, you may have missed some of the great guests we've had in the past. That's why I decided to republish two older interview episodes per month so that you can enjoy content from the past. I hope you like listening to this past episode as much as our newer content. Be sure to subscribe, share, and rate this podcast if you haven't already. Thanks. Welcome to the Dreamcatcher Podcast, a place where you'll receive a boost of inspiration, practical advice, and tools to maximize your success and personal happiness. And that's not all. You'll also get plenty of guidance on how you can use your gifts, talents, and compassion to contribute towards making the world a better place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a preview of what's in store and to also receive a free ebook. To sign up, simply visit www.thedreamcatch.com. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce you to the host of the Dreamcatcher podcast, Celine Chenoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a Dreamcatcher interview podcast special. The great French philosopher Pierre Teilhard de Chardin once said that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Many of us do believe that we are on a spiritual journey that involves growth and learning. But we face challenges in understanding the purpose of our journey and how we're meant to use our time and energy in a meaningful way. My guest today, Ainsley McLeod, is an expert at helping people reach this level of understanding. Ainsley is an internationally acclaimed past life psychic, spiritual teacher, and award-winning author of books such as The Instruction, The Transformation, and most recently, The Old Souls Guidebook. He specializes in exploring past lives to reveal our life's purpose and has been a featured guest on Oprah's Super Soul Conversation series. As a fan of Ainsley's work, I was delighted to hear his thoughts on various topics about the soul. During our conversation, we speak about the role of free will and fate when it comes to our destiny, and how past life memories affect our current circumstances. Ainsley also shares his view on popular topics such as soulmates, and how young and old souls can work together to create a better world. You definitely don't want to miss this exciting episode. Hi Ainsley, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Celine. How are you?
0: I'm doing perfect. I want to start out by saying that I'm so excited to have you on the show. I've read both your books, The Instruction and the Old Souls Guidebook, and I've had so many breakthroughs about my life and my personality, so I'm looking forward to talking to you about some of those concepts today.
1: yeah well, I look forward to uh, give you some giving you some insights and uh, and so on yeah there's actually three books um there's another one that fo- focuses very much on past lives as oh. well oh, okay but okay. Uh, the, the, the two you're referring to they the, uh, i talk there about um, the things like soul age and soul type and influences, yes, yes. which are to do with the you know personality you chose for this life
0: yes yes okay so uh let's get straight into it uh in your bio, you mentioned that you were an illustrator before becoming an author and expert on the soul and past lives. How did you make the transition towards doing the work that you do today?
1: Yeah, I was a cartoon illustrator for about twenty years, and uh, I, you know, I drew things like Chester Cheetah for Cheetos packs, and you know, did some, you know, big, big clients and you know, I got to a point where I was just, I discovered this work. I had a couple of epiphanies and I <laughs> so wanted to transition out. You know, it was kind of weird because, and I think, you know, a lot of people recognize this, that sometimes it looks to other people, like you've got a great job and, you know, you should be very, very happy with what you're doing, but it's not where you're meant to be. And, you know, you've got other dreams or other things that you're, you're, you're meant to be focusing on. Sometimes there's a, you know, finite amount of time that you're meant to be spending and doing doing a certain thing before moving on. And so it was in my soul's life plan, if you like, to move into the kind of work that I do now, which is, you know, working on the soul, past lives, and you know, reading people and writing books and so on. And I had a couple of major epiphanies. Uh, but the, the, the really big one that got me started on this completely different path was, uh, when I was in a, a bookstore in Hawaii. It was about 20 years ago and I was, um just there, you know, t- taking a little vacation. Um, I'm wandering around a bookstore in a kind of altered state and I was, I suddenly encountered my uncle. I mean, he's like like a foot away from me, um, which was a little bit of a surprise because he'd been dead for about 10 years at wow. this point. So it was kind of like suddenly he's there. And and I was like, I mean, it was just, you know, monumental for me. It was like the moment, I mean, the spirit world had been trying to get my attention for years. Psychics were always telling me I was psychic and should be doing something with it. And I was always joking, well, I wouldn't be talking to them if I was psychic. And I didn't recognize it myself. And finally you know he was there with a message he only appeared to me for about a second but the message was longer and it was about let's work together talk to talk to me as a spirit guide i'd kept hearing from psychics that he was a acting as a spirit guide and i thought, thought he was the last person to do that kind of thing but then again I, I thought i was the last sort of person to be doing psychic work but um i actually just um i it was about 10 days later after meeting him that I just thought, well, let me give this a try. You know, it's crazy, it seems just to be in a sort of empty room, just kind of talking to invisible spirits. I thought, well, Mm -hmm. I keep hearing it from other sources and this, this encounter with my uncle was really kind of, that was the one that got my attention. So I just started talking and invited him to talk back and we got a slow, very slow moving conversation going. And then he handed me over to um, spirit guides that I work with now and have been working with for about the last 20 years.
0: Did it scare you at all at any point speaking to these uh, entities?
1: No, the funny thing is, um, yeah, sometimes when you think about it, you think, oh, it's a bit weird. It's a bit, it's a bit creepy. Something. But yeah, yeah, but when you're actually doing it, no, it's just, it doesn't. Um, I, I never felt that. At all. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly acknowledge that it's a very odd thing to be doing. I sometimes have to catch myself and go, you know, this is really weird, you know. Yeah. <laughs> saying, I, mean, I, I work I work with spirit guides all the time. So, you know, I, I have to watch sometimes, you know, uh, I'll just drop into conversation with somebody, you know. Yeah, I was just saying to my spirit guides the other day, or they're just telling me such and such. And I realize, yeah, that might come, come across as just a little bit odd. Right,
0: especially when you're dealing with skeptics and people who, really don't believe in all of this i'm sure that they um yeah they don't really buy it
1: well uh, you know people often ask me you know how how do i answer critics or skeptics and and the answer is i just don't bother i'm not i'm there's something i learned from my spirit guides very early on is that i'm not in the business of trying to convince anybody of anything yeah. I mean, I, you know, present information in my books, but, you know, take it or leave it. I'm, you know, it's uh, it's not my job to change your mind or your belief system or whatever. It's just, you know, you present the material. And if, if it speaks to you, it does. And if it doesn't, uh, that's fine.
0: Yeah, that's a healthy attitude to have. And,
1: uh, yeah, I, think I, do, so. I agree with that. I certainly, when I first started doing this work, you know, I was so excited about it and I wanted to, I wanted to share it with anybody who would listen and, uh, you know, I I was telling my family, you know, and, and realized <laughs> they were never going to be uh, interested in this kind of thing. They just, uh, you know, thought I'd lost my mind, you know, and, yeah. and I, I realized that the more I tried to convince them, the more I just kind of like, you know, was a hiding to nothing. So.
0: Yeah, sometimes our our right. families can be our biggest critics, you know. So, and that can that's always hard to deal with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's when you when you discover something that's so important and you want to share it with people, um, and they're just not open to it. is a bit frustrating. It is. But um yeah. you know, I had to let just learn to let that go. They're just not not at the same place.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. They must be a different soul age or a different soul type as you, you know, as you talk about it. Yeah. In yeah.
1: Or 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 just, you know, and it, sometimes it's just the culture or, or just, you know, in your, your background and so on. It can make it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, it's not Acceptable, an acceptable yeah. topic for, for conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what is the difference between a young and an old soul? I mean, I just, um, because that could definitely play a part in how much they how much they buy into this belief system.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, the, you know, I'm very clear that the the people that I'm trying to reach or are, 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 are that I am reaching are old souls. And these are souls that have had a lot of experience, a lot of incarnations, that's just quite simply how you become an old soul. It's to do with experience and the number of times that you've incarnated. Which for a, a, a very old soul might be 110, 120 times, you know, 120 lifetimes, wow. over over space of maybe 6,000 years, say, going back and forth between here and the astral plane, which is where we go between lives. So when you're talking about a young soul, you know, we, we've all been there. Uh, we you know if you're an old soul uh you've been a young soul, and young souls just they they the lack the experience of the older soul and it comes across in different ways if you think of the soul's journey uh as being one from a place of fear throughout its many lifetimes to one of love, you just find that the older soul gets the the more accepting they become um maybe a little bit more altruistic and maybe. Compassionate. It's not totally and dry because you know, just just because you're a young soul doesn't mean that you're you're not able to express higher values, But mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily come uh, quite as easily. It's just a lack of experience. I mean, I, I, if you if you're looking at sort of real black and white sort of thing, it's like the difference between somebody who's um, you know really racist and somebody who's just accepting of people mm-hmm. of all colors. Because mm-hmm. the, you know, by the time you get to be an old soul, you've probably worn every color skin and be in every part of the world. Mm -hmm. And you realize that we're all just souls underneath the surface, but for a younger soul with less experience, it's harder to to see that.
0: And what steps can we take to understand each other better? Because obviously, I mean, there will be differences in ideologies. Um, So is there a way to bridge the gap?
1: Well, I think that that respect is a way to really bridge it because um, you know, we we hold on to our beliefs very dearly, and we see the world in a certain way. And it's so, so much dependent on the age of the soul. I mean, it really that's that's what shapes our our perspective more than really anything. And but those beliefs are you know very dearly held. So you know, if if somebody starts criticizing your beliefs or you know railing at you for them, you 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 cling even tighter. So that's not the way to, you know, really open a dialogue or, or get some place of understanding. But I think even though I found, you know, working with people over the years and, uh, you know, getting feedback about my books and so on, that a lot of people found it very helpful to understand the whole principle of soul ages because it helps them deal with their family. You know, yeah. when they realize. Oh, yeah, but my, my family are, are younger souls. I can attest. Never to that. I can attest. To right. That. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you know the for for example, the older soul gets, you know, it does show up politically. You know, like you know, you're going to be a little bit more progressive. Uh, the younger soul does tend to be more conservative, a little more fear based, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know you s- see those. There's all, all these differences. And I think just, you know, being aware that, um, you know, that's just, you know, it's a difference amongst us. I think that really helps. I think it's important too not to just kind of shrug your shoulders and go, oh, well, young young souls, what can we do? Because, you know, when they, when they get their you know, our hands on power, for example, and we have a, you know, quite a young, soul administration in the U.S. right now.
0: Yeah, I was going to say
1: that. that (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't mean you sort of like, you know, just go, oh, that's fine, you know, off you go do your young soul thing. It's like, you know, as an old soul, it's important to, you know, lead by example or show show a different way of being or try to guide the younger souls and certainly to stand up for uh, the underdog and, you know, do things that are coming from a place of uh, greater compassion and love.
0: Okay. So, so kind of to just balance things out, we just, you know, old souls should just do their part and hopefully the young souls would catch on.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's certainly you know, a big, big part of it. You know, what, what happens with a lot of young souls is that they get dragged uh, well, the old souls can, can be dragged to a sort of younger place. Um, because we live in a sort of more predominantly young soul yeah. world, you know, younger soul values, and you know, we got you know Fox News. I think of us being the, the archetypal young soul sort of hangout, and you know, that sort of stuff is blaring all day, and it's it's very easy for old souls to start to doubt their their uh, opinions and beliefs because you know they're they're exposed to um, a lot of young soul values as well. So it's very important for old souls to, 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 to really um, stay true to who they are. And and really I talk about this in, in my books about the the spirit guys will call them paths or goals or core values, but they're these really important things that the soul is trying to learn from all its many incarnations. And these are things like, you know, peace peace, truth, freedom, love, mm-hmm. understanding and so on. There's three, ten higher higher values there. And that's um that's what we should be you know e- expressing at all times,
0: right, right. Another topic I really want to talk to you about is about the issue on our destiny, and there are some people who believe that we control our destiny, and there are some who believe that we're merely the pawns of fate. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? How much of a say do we have over our life path and Um, our ability to influence it
1: uh well we have a lot of power and in fact you know i I work with these spirit guides who will say all the time we we all have more power than we think we have and that you know comes to shaping our our destiny so i actually write a chapter about this in my new book because it's such an important thing to understand you know i'll hear from people you know they'll say well you know i i understand that you know i'm meant to be going through this you know it's like it's not like almost like i am a victim of fate and in fact what you're what you're meant to do is um you're never meant to sort of like stay as a you know in a victim type place for example i've I've had clients who've literally been in dreadful situations but they felt there was some kind you know cosmic you know purpose behind it you know I meant to get some some lesson here when lesson is usually about self improvement and getting out of a lousy situation into something better so what we have which we, we have a, a life plan all of us and we all have a purpose we're all here for a reason and it's all contained in this life plan you know part of what I say your life plan your destiny is not a secret you know it's an idea that is kind of like oh, really you know, it's all sort of shrouded in mystery and and so on. And somehow, you know, only certain people have access to this. And I think that's nonsense. I think we we, we just don't know what to look for is the problem most of the time. But our destiny is kind of, it's, a, you know, something that we can figure out, which is, just, you know, why, why I've written my books, particularly my last book, you know, f- focusing on uh, the new book, focusing on that. And so... What we do is we we really we have an outline we have a like a blueprint for this life and that's mm-hmm. contained in the life plan and it includes things like our entire personality because it's very, it's one of the most important things yeah because
0: that, that facilitates our destiny doesn't it our personality yeah
1: I mean who you who you are is why you're here
0: mm-hmm. and
1: your 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 soul types, so this is what uh, you know talk about in both. You know, first book and most recent. Um, That really helps you to understand who you are, and then that leads to understanding why you're here. But when it comes to this free will versus destiny thing, it's really important to recognize that your your soul knows all the time where it's it's meant to be going. It knows what's in your life plan. You have spirit guides who are helping you to achieve that, but you have to take action. Yeah, You know, you can't just sit there and wait for the universe to somehow magically make everything happen for you. And I think that's a problem sometimes when, you know, even with manifestation, you know, people are just kind of putting it out to the universe and hoping something magically happens. Instead of realizing that you are a co-creator, you're collaborating with the spirit world all the time to uh, make things happen. So you have the free will uh, to get things Done. You know, your, your soul and your spirit guides can nudge you in the right direction. They can, you know, bring certain people into your life and so on. But as they will say to me, they, they can't pick up a phone. They can't write a letter. They can't, you know, take action. That's your, mm-hmm. that's your part. So really, if you want to get things done, it's the most effective lives are those where you're really working with the universe and you're clear about your, what your destiny involves and you're, you're taking action to make it happen.
0: Yeah, but I think, uh, Ainsley, the challenge here is that people sometimes find it hard to understand what's right for them, you know, because you have, you know, voice yep. from the outside world, we have our own fears. I mean, like I'm speaking from my experience, like when I was younger, it was hard for me to know what was right for me, even though I I had the intention, I wanted to know which path to follow, I, I just had all these other voices distracting me. So I think that is the challenge that most people face. It's about knowing what's right for them.
1: I think that's absolutely it. I I think, you know, we, we come into this world with a life plan, but people then, they want to change us, you know, and it can be in the most well-meaning way, but we can really lose track very easily of what it is we're here to do, largely because of other people's expectations you know, parents, teachers, and society itself. So, you know, um, it, it can be a challenge, you know, get, getting to that place where you can really understand, you know, who am I and, and what am I doing here? You know, what's what's my purpose? And, um, but there are ways to kind of speed that up. And like I say, first of all, if you know what you're looking for, that can really help. And that's part of what, you know, my most recent book is, is about, you know, so you can really, um, get a sense of what, you know, what will tell me about my destiny. Um, there is another sort of major problem that we live in a world that is so sort of hectic and noisy. Yeah, and a lot of people are not, you know, they're not able to tap into right. really that, you know, making that connection with the other side and, and getting the support because, uh, they're not allowing that quiet, uh, time to happen you know uh, meditation i mean so important comes up every day in my work and the spirit world will always repeat it three times they'll say meditation 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 because it's so important when people are saying well how do i access my soul how do i talk to my spirit guides how do i tap into that small still voice of guidance well it starts with meditating or finding a quiet space but you know we we live in such a crazy world you know it's like there's there's noise, um, chaos, people, and everything. It's very hard to find the the tranquility that you need to really uh, be able to connect.
0: Yeah, I think people just really need to slow down and create that quiet time to tune in. I think that is that is essential.
1: I think absolutely essential. Yeah, and uh, you know, because you know, I, t- I talk about how people. You know, they wake up with the, the radio on and then they, they're with people all day and working and noise, come home, switch on the TV and then go to bed and wonder why they're not hearing their spirit guides. But, you know, it's like, you've got to give them a chance, you know, help them go, go and sit on a quiet beach or something or, you know, find a little um, space in your home, you know, where you can have a regular connection with the other side. But yeah, you know, meditation, focus, and uh, that sort of thing really helps.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've tried meditation, but what I found really helpful for me are like using Oracle cards. Those also help me a lot. Yep. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. If there are, t- if there are tools that help. There are lots of little things that, that help because uh, one of the things you can do is to um, take the, the soul hands Uh, you will have past lives as a contemplative. You'll you'll have past lives as a monk, priest, nun, whatever. You know, where you you have that more contemplative life, a little more connected to the other side, however you perceived it. And uh, you can actually tap into those sometimes by just having some quiet space and lighting a candle. You know, there's little associations with the past or some Mm -hmm. incense. You know, there's a reason that we use candles and incense is because they have an association with past lives. And that allows us to tap into time sometimes when it, we had an easier connection. It's, um, it's always worth trying.
0: Right. And in your, in your new book, the, um, the Old Souls Guidebook, you actually speak a lot about past lives and the importance of understanding them. Um, could you please tell us a little bit more about how uh, our past life memories affect life issues like uh, low self-esteem, unexplained ailments, and irrational fears?
1: Oh, absolutely. I I honestly, I believe that past lives explain everything about us. and there's almost nothing about any of us that isn't past life related. Even, you know, I was talking about the personality you choose. That's all past life related. You learn to be a certain kind of person from certain kind of activities. And then you're able to tap into that now. Um, fears, phobias, limiting beliefs. Uh, even a lot of physical ailments are all related to um, past lives. And, you know, you're asking about low self-esteem. Something like that could, it, it usually comes from a past life where you were treated as if you had no real value. Mm-hmm. You could have been just an ex object to somebody or you know, a really downtrodden trodden servant or slave or something. And then in this life, is, what people are trying to do is look look for what happened in childhood or er, an earlier part of this life. But if you're not aware of what happened in, in another life, you're missing a huge um, segment. Um, because what can happen in this life is usually not so much the cause as the trigger for what's a, like a pre-existing condition. So if you if you're coming in with this fear of inferiority and it gets triggered by perhaps put downs from your parents or something like that, and it really doesn't take very much at all to trigger a past life issue, then you're going to be struggling with self-worth issues for decades, maybe. Um, one of the fastest ways to resolve that is to do past life work. Uh, in my sessions with people one-on-one, what I I do is I just find out what happened in the past life and talk to them about it and watch the healing happen. And sometimes sometimes uh, physical ailments, if they're related to past life, they just shift really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people with chronic backache, healed up within a few days. Uh, somebody I talk about a lot, she had been beheaded in the past life, which, wow. um, is related to neck and shoulder pain. And, uh, her neck and shoulder pain disappeared in the, in the moment. Like the moment she heard about the past life, the soul was able to let it go. And 20 years of chronic pain just, just disappeared. I'll see things with, uh, you know, migraines being related to um, head trauma in a past life, abdominal issues being related to being shot in the abdomen or something. Um, there's just all sorts of ways that, you know, I'll see past life and I'll see a certain kind of injury or ailment and ask the person about it. Do you have a problem with your left shoulder or do you have this sort of issue? And there'll be something you know, where, and even it can be birthmarks or pain or something, but we carry those uh memories uh through, you know, often many, many lifetimes until it can, until it can get resolved. If, if you don't mind me telling you about past life that you had, I'll just sure. show you a couple of ways to yeah. show up. You, you had a, you had a past life, and i think it's probably the the well it must be the last life before this one you were at the end of uh, world war 2 in germany oh. you were a child it looks like um well, you were, well you were a boy i uh, i think the family probably died in the war it looks like you were on your own there were huge feelings of abandonment
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh rejection and uh, you never recovered from it mm-hmm. and you went on, and you, you had a, a very dull job as a civil servant. A major feature of that life was boredom. Um, you also used alcohol to to kind of deal with the just the, the lack of um, lack of happiness. I think yeah. overall in life it was just a you know an unhappy, uh, disappointing life, uh, pretty much from start to finish in this life there's a number of things that are showing up that are directly related to that Mm -hmm. one is that uh you you kind of got trapped in a very sort of narrow little field you know you're going to work you're coming home you're getting drunk and and really just it's the same sort of thing every day what your soul has chosen for this life is that you have a lot of freedom Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it Mm -hmm. wants to feel it wants to uh, to have you explore the world i imagine travel some a big thing for you. Because yes, absolutely. It's associated with a, so it's, it's a, a mission, for exploration as part of your life plan. Mm-hmm. So that sort of tells me, yeah, you you had that life, which is almost like being in a little prison of your own making. You know, you never really broke out. You didn't know how to how to deal with it, um, and a lot of dis- disempowerment. And one of the ways that that will show up is that you want to not only be an empowered person in this life, but you want to empower others as well it's a it's karmic to to do that spiritual act the other the other thing and i've noticed this um with people who who've interviewed me before is that um almost all seem to be working through some past life issues around rejection this Mm -hmm. has to do with abandonment in the past life but one of the ways that the soul will deal with that is to not only urge you to belong um whether it's family or organizations or groups of people or friends or whatever, but to be somebody who brings others together. Mm -hmm. And it's actually turned out to be a motivation for a lot of people to, you know, get into sort of broadcasting because you're, you're you're drawing in a tribe Mm -hmm. and you also have, uh, because it was such a feeling of disappointment in that past life, you're learning all the time. I mean, you're, you're, you're growing and you have as part of your life plan what's called a, a desire for immortality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you want forever, but it means you want to create a ripple effect or leave a legacy mm-hmm. or feel like you're doing something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And all these things are are kind of major um, motivators. So d- that sort of all makes sense?
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm just taking it all in. It definitely does. It ex- yeah. It explains a lot of things,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and these are you know these are motivations to be doing the sort of things that you're doing. There's different ways of of you know working through these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, doing what you're doing right now is not the only way that you could work through it or find ways to manifest different aspects of your life plan, but it's a great way to do it.
0: Yeah, I feel like once I started doing this work. I definitely felt a massive shift within me and I could definitely feel it on a soul level and I changed as well. I definitely changed and my, and I, I started seeing the world differently. So uh, yeah, it yeah. so just clicked, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, you know, sometimes when you're really on the right track, this is how you, how you know it, yeah. that it just kind of feels, feels like you're going with the flow or, yeah. or, you know you you wake up in the morning looking forward to doing what whatever it is it's yeah. all consistent with your your lifeline with your life purpose
0: absolutely and something else i wanted to talk to you about was this is a very popular topic uh yeah ainsley you know and that's soulmates and twin flames there's so much talk about this i just want to know your take on it like what are soulmates and how do we recognize them
1: in our life? Well, this is um, actually something else that I write about in the new book. Um, because, yeah, it's just something everybody wants to, to know. Yeah. And, cool. and uh, so the the way it's presented to me is that the, we we have a soul family. We, we all come into the world, maybe, you know, it's a few thousand years ago, say. We come in with a bunch of other souls. And uh, I won't go into all the sort of esoteric detail, but, you know, we, we kind of come from this larger consciousness and into individual bodies on the physical plane. And then we go through multiple lives, you know, finding different bodies each time. But the soul, um, each soul is seeking out, especially as you become an older soul, you're seeking out members of the soul family to share the, the journey with. So, um you, you might you might be seeking to work through some karma, some issue from a past life with somebody that you've known before, who's from your soul family. That sort of person is what is called an old friend. An old friend is a, a member of your larger soul family who you've known you've known in, in a recent uh, incarnation or previous incarnation. A soulmate is going to be an old friend, but it's also Someone with whom you have a uh, an agreement, a romantic agreement. The thing about soulmates that I think is so important to understand is that nothing is carved in stone, because people think when they meet a soulmate, if there's something wrong, you know, like the chemistry is not there, they they sometimes think, well, maybe I need to work at it because this is my soulmate. But you can have multiple agreements with with souls because. From the time you made the agreement, a lot can change. Mm-hmm. You know, people can develop all sorts of problems. They're not, the, you know, soul had the best of intentions, but you know, there's things are not so aligned now. And so, you know, we again, this, this goes to that sort of free will thing. You know, you're not somehow, a, you know, a victim of your destiny because um, this is a soulmate, and you, you know, if you if you miss this one, you'll never have love in your life, or something. Like I say, we have multiple agreements, so, you know, because otherwise you could break up with somebody when you're 18 and, you know, never have love again for the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. You know, you're meant to, you know, if, if one doesn't work out what the soul does, it, it will create another agreement elsewhere or maybe just another one already in place. So, um, but, you know, you recognize a soulmate usually with, it's, it's a sense of uh, familiarity. Mm-hmm. You meet somebody and feel like, you know, kind of known you before. Sometimes there's a, the, there's a weird thing, you know, you meet somebody and you start talking and you find that you have a, a friend in common. That can be because you're, they're part of that larger soul group as well. You okay. know, it's like, oh, what a coincidence, but it's mm-hmm. not, it's not really. My spirit guides don't really acknowledge the term twin flame. What they do talk about is sometimes that we meet this And it sounds really weird and terribly esoteric, but sometimes Mm -hmm. we can, we can encounter a soul that's really, it's another version of our soul because your soul can be in multiple places. Um, you might be in five different places. Really? And yeah, it's very weird. You you wouldn't be aware of it, but every so often we'll, well, it doesn't happen very often at all, but two, two souls will come together and it's really the same soul. you would think what a what an amazing connection this twin flame idea you know fabulous um, intimacy like you never known but it, in my experience, which has been very limited because I don't see it very often, it's not really a recipe for success. Okay. It's usually that the, these two have come into their lives because one or both are needing a change. So they come in to act as a catalyst. Sometimes it can be like a little bit of a rebound relationship, or something that's designed to initiate change. And then, very often after that, the like the job here is done. Can move on. Sometimes they don't, but I've I've not seen this work out so well. You know. So, although romantically it sounds like oh what a wonderful thing to meet this twin flame, I kind of wouldn't particularly wish that on anyone. I think you know like it even can be a little bit boring right. but you know you want to you know ideally as an old soul you're wanting in a relationship to be with somebody who you've known before because you're trying to get to a really deep uh place of intimacy um you know the older the soul almost the more it's wanting to go to that place it's what it wants to be really to able to open up its heart uh heart chakra and be with somebody in a very trusting loving an open relationship, and it's much easier to do that with a with a soulmate than it is with some of, of, of another soul that you've never encountered before.
0: That makes sense, Anzie. But like we know that on an on an intellectual level, that that is a healthy relationship. That's what it's supposed to be like, and that's what you should seek. But what if you're drawn to somebody, and I mean, and there are complications, but you really can't. It's difficult to make it manifested in the material world what what would you do in that case but you're still drawn to this person is there is it because of some unresolved karma or like how how does that work
1: well it can be unresolved karma and it can be very compelling yes like you, you know you really feel very very drawn to that person and yet there can be all these challenges that come up and, you, you know, again, it, it it goes to the free will thing because, you know, it has to be ultimately you're, you're here to make your own decisions and you know, figure out whether you want to make it work or not. The problem is that we get into negative patterns in relationships. We often draw the same kind of thing in. And um, the you know, I see, that, you know, for example, a person who was always marrying alcoholics. I, I was one of those. And, you know, I see that as a very common pattern. Or, you know, I spoke to somebody today who's in a, this is a very common thing where somebody's working through some of these past life fears and is choosing relationships that are fundamentally flawed in a, in a certain way. So they don't have to, you know, deal with the, you know, the, you know, the, Intimacy. intimacy actually there's a there's a search for it but there's also can, can be a fear around it as well and so you'll you'll see like a you know theme where that person comes in but they can't they can't put both feet in you know one food in the relationship and one one food out no. and that can be very difficult if you're an old soul looking for that deep intimacy but you keep finding people who are. Emotionally unavailable, or even geographically unavailable, right. as well. You know, sort of, it's long distance, or, or, they're all currently in a relationship, or some sort of difficulty yeah. mm-hmm. like that. It's really about. I think the important thing is to recognise. You know, if you if you see patterns, you know, what are you what are you doing to manifest this, and what are the lessons? I think one of the most important things that I've ever gotten from my spirit guides is that they talk about how the experience is not the lesson the lesson is what you draw from the experience Mm. and there's always a positive lesson no matter how negative the experience or how difficult or challenging the experience so when you think of it that way um you know what what's the lesson if you find yourself in a situation that's um intolerable you know maybe the lesson there is that you need to be making different choices or that you may maybe Maybe you need to empower yourself and, you know, move on. Or maybe there's a big lesson in, you know, working through something. And it can be also very important to look at what's your part in manifesting this. Because again, if you see patterns, well, there's a, the, the one person who's creating that pattern is you. And it's uh, sometimes we think we're the victim of circumstances. We don't recognize, you know, how much we're, we're actually creating okay. our, our own reality.
0: Right. So these relationships are essentially mirrors and we're supposed to look at them and say, what what is this telling me about myself and my journey?
1: Well they can certainly do that, yeah, absolutely. We you know, we, we're often drawing in uh, experiences that we we need, but we often draw them in after we need them. The, the the challenge can be and this is why you'll see a pattern emerging, is that you're you're not you're not uh, drawing the lessons. You're not seeing what you're meant to get. So, of course, what the universe does is it just keeps presenting the same kind of thing over and over again. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll even see this. It's not just in this life that a person keeps getting involved with somebody who's um, abusive or or maybe they're, they're cheaters or, or whatever, you know. But I'll see it going from past lives as well. I and mean, There's been a number of times when I've told somebody about a past life and they've Stopped me and said, "Wait a minute. Are we talking about this life or a past life? Because the parallels are enormous. Mm-hmm. And when that sort of thing happens, what really the soul is doing is creating a a, a repetition, but it's looking for you to find another way out. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the past life you just went into this passive place and you put up with abuse. You, you find yourself in a." really challenging situation now where the lesson would be like well how do you take care of number one look after yourself and you know protect yourself from situations like this
0: right so yeah it's it's really about having that intention to to work on your soul growth and be conscious of how all these events are impacting you I think that's, that's important
1: yeah. yeah again you know it, it's the importance of things like um, meditation because or having that quiet time, because a lot of times we're, we're not processing. Mm-hmm. Journaling as well can be a hugely important thing because we're, we're not looking for these lessons and, you know, mulling it over and coming to some sort of analysis. We're, we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of just blundering through life and here comes the same sort of thing. But the more you can process, the more you can avoid getting into negative situations and you can get... You know, and, and specifically to learn from experiences. I mean, you can do it any time. It's just to look at major events in your life and and just say, well, what, what are the lessons? What can I take from that? Or even if this came up again, how could I do things differently?
0: Yeah, and I think it's just about getting some distance from it, because when you're in it, uh, you're totally entangled in the emotions and you can't really, you know, see it for what it is.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely right. If you're in it, um it's very, very, very hard. Yeah. Um and it's, it's it sometimes, you know, it does take a little bit of time or it um, takes things like, you know, journaling, um to get it out of you know, stop things just swirling around in your mental hard drive there. You get need it down into storage. Yeah. And that helps to, to process it.
0: Yeah. For me, it's it's running. Running really helps me process things. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah,
1: well, that's to do with. <laughs> I can tell you exactly why. It's to do with in your soul types, you know, and the, yeah. the personality you've chosen. You have in there, um, like there's an aspect. It's a like hunter part to you. Okay. You've, you've had very active past lives, and um, for somebody who's very active, the when it comes to meditation, sometimes sitting there, uh trying to clear your mind is the hardest
0: thing. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard for but, me. I've honestly tried a lot. <laughs> I just cannot I cannot yeah. stick with it. And I'm pretty disciplined, so you know
1: Right. Yeah. But if you get if you start getting into that sort of hamster wheel kind of thing, you know, like you're just kind of, you know, you're running and you're just yeah. um getting into that rhythm. You can go into a, a meditative space. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. Have,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. You can have whole conversations with the spirit world if you like.
0: Well yeah. Listening to music also helps.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so meditation is uh, you know a different thing for for different people. Yeah, and like I say, not everyone can just do that or easily just sit down and you know clear their their minds. But you know sometimes just have, doing some sort of activity, you know, it's it 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 distracts the often the sort of left side of the brain, if you like. It makes it a little bit easier to get information coming through
0: yeah but um, but it seems like you enjoy meditation and journaling and things like that
1: yeah yeah i mean i've i've i'm in a practice of doing it i mean i've, I've been doing it for years yeah and i've just found it you know i'm and, and i'm talking to the spirit world every day you know for hours at a time you know on behalf of clients and so it becomes just a. you know what I do I mean it's just you know I start every day by bringing my spirit guides in and having a little quiet time a little discussion about maybe some things that are going on in my life and that's you know sort of anything everybody should be doing ideally yeah just getting getting some some tranquility and making that connection right a lot of people they say that you know I'm not hearing my spirit guides and it's like well you know give them a chance you know, they—they've got nothing, nothing else to do but talk to you. You know about what they're, what they're doing. But sometimes we just, we don't give them the, the chance. We're not creating the, that, that um, tranquility in our environment or in our minds that allows them to come in and work with us.
0: But how do we know it's them, Ainsley? How do we know it's them talking to us and not just some random voice in our head?
1: <laughs> well, I went through that when I first started doing it. Uh, <laughs> connecting with it with the other side and so what i would do is um i would check out information um you know i'd, I'd go online and check out something that i had been given i practiced for about three years uh with uh, talking to the spirit world before i ever read anybody i was just i really was you know i, I wanted to I, I didn't want to screw up you know yeah like,
0: you
1: so, want to get to know that i yeah, yeah, I did. I did. It, I did. Back practice to the point where the spirit guides are going. For goodness sake, you know, you need to find somebody to read. You know yeah. like, <laughs> overdoing. You're overly cautious yeah. uh, here, and um, yeah, I think just getting into like a, you know, like a routine. How do how do you know it's not your your imagination? It's being uh, doing it regularly. You you just know you're. It, well, things pan out, you know like you 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 get a sense of something, you ask a question, you get an answer, and then, maybe six months down the line you you realize, oh, that was the perfect piece of advice, or there are things that you would have never thought of yourself, and that was some of the things that you know, helped me early on was you know I couldn't figure out a logistical problem, and then you know I got an answer from the the spirit guides, and it was like oh wow how could could i not see that or in fact one of the things in in the the early days was that i would keep a dictionary beside me because the i would get words that were not in my vocabulary and i'd look Mm -hmm. them up and i go damn that's the most appropriate word it's like you know that you you know it's not coming from you it's a word you never heard before
0: right right and, and you're from Scotland, right? They they speak. I G- am. Yeah. 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 Okay. And they do they speak uh, Gaelic there, or th- that's
1: uh... well, the, the most place an English speaking country, but um, my my father's side of the family they they all came from the the west coast and the islands. Okay. Uh, where yeah, they, I've
0: been there. It's beautiful.
1: Gaelic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so all all my family, I don't speak Gaelic, but. The, the generations before were all Gaelic speakers. Okay. My, like, in fact, my grandmother didn't. Uh, she didn't learn English until she was in her twenties.
0: No. Oh.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't speak a word of Gaelic myself. Yeah.
0: Now, that's what I was going to ask you. If you were getting words <laughs> <for> another language, <laughs> so.
1: No, the, the the only thing I, w- I will get sometimes. Uh, you know, the odd French word, but it would be ones that, you know, or, you know, in general usage, you know, that'd be familiar with um, or a Latin phrase or something, but I don't, I don't pick up anything. You know, I wondered about this when I first started doing it. Well, you know, spirit world is talking to me in the language that I understand and it has shifted um, from time to time, you know, the information I would get was, was, Maybe in American English for a couple of years, and then it's more sort of English English. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I've never yeah, had it coming different. through. In, That's for sure. I've never had it had it coming through in German or um, yeah. Italian or anything. It's just uh, you know, I mean, the spirit world is communicating with me in a way that I'll I'll understand, and right. that my clients will understand as well.
0: Wow. Okay, Ainsley, that brings us to the end of our conversation today. Um, it's been a true pleasure to have you on the show and you know learn more about the soul. I appreciate you making the time to speak with me and my listeners today.
1: Well, I've, it's just been an absolute delight. It's been lovely talking with you.
0: Yeah. Before we sign off, could you please let us know where we can find out more about you, your books, and your services?
1: Absolutely. Well, the new book is called The Old Souls Guidebook. And so oldsoulsguidebook.com, so go there. Um, AinsleyMcLeod.com is my main uh, website, mm-hmm. and uh, that is A-I-N-S-L-I-E-M-A-C-L-E-O-D.com. And uh, I have a membership program as well um, at soulworld.com. So um, I'm heavily booked up for one-on-one sessions, but I have a membership program, which is I'm a sure great way to yeah. connect. Yeah, and uh, lots of classes and uh, past life regressions and lots of exciting things going going on there.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Ainsley. You have a wonderful day.
1: Well, thank you so much as well. It's been uh, great. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely. You take care.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please subscribe to my podcast And feel free to share it with your friends and family. Take care and speak soon.